It's another Manly Monday, and this Manly Monday, uh, this is based on my life lately, and it got me thinking, because, you know, I don't assume I'm special in any way. Uh, is masculinity fragile, or is it overpressurized? And this question came to me because lately I have just been eating epic amounts of shit. And it's gotten, because it's like, don't react, don't react, be the bigger person, don't react, like, just take it, just take it, just don't react, just suck it up, just, and eventually you can't. Eventually it has to go somewhere. And because, again, I think I am absolutely not special in any way, I'm like, maybe other people in similar circumstances feel this way. Maybe other people who just get judgment after judgment and assumption after assumption and expectation after expectation that doesn't fit them finally blows. And what we see as fragility regarding masculinity is actually just pressure, 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 pressure. And you know, when you've got when you've got something contents under pressure, um, it finally explodes. You know, I watched season two of Good Omens and they had a whole thing with a fire extinguisher. So maybe that's, you know, uh, you know, when like a, a beer can or like a soda can is rattling around trying to open it. Like that is how I've been feeling lately because every time I... <laughs> I don't even have to even have an opinion. I just have to breathe. And someone has a judgment about it. And I think that that, I mean, that's how a lot of people go through life. But some people are allowed to have feelings about it, overt feelings about it. And other people are expected to just take it. And... There, there is sort of a two converging fronts, and we know what happens to weather when two, you know, uh, a high pressure front, a low pressure front, and all that stuff. When they meet, you get shit like tornadoes, and you know, I see, and and there are there are different ways this affects women, and you know, I I. <laughs> I am thinking about going back to women's content, maybe call it like Women Wednesdays or something like that instead of Wellness Wednesdays to balance out because now I've got it's not therapy that drops Thursdays. So why am I doing two days of mental health content? Um, but, uh, you know, this is Manly Mondays. So we focus on men. So let me do the help support this channel before I go on. Help support this channel. Become a monthly patron. Patreon.com slash Leanna K. Or buy a one-time Leanna Care session for someone who can use it but can't afford it. Coffee.com slash Leanna K. Had someone reach out to me just this weekend that, that I may be taking on. So that would be nice. Or the Men's Network. To deal with this kind of stuff. The Men's Network. Um, we are starting to do planning. Like real planning for it. So, you know. Five bucks helps, two bucks helps, like every little bit helps us get there to start in the fall. And the more I talk to people, the more I do think that it's a pressure thing. 
because fragility suggests, you know, the slightest little bit and things are going to crack. And that's not true. It, it is impossible to go through, to leave your house and go to a job and keep anything going if, if you're made of glass. Right? That, that, that just doesn't fit the data. There are plenty of guys who get up, they go to work every day, they deal with a boss who treats them like shit. You know, they're either completely ignored by, you know, the gender they're attracted to or they're treated like shit actively. You know, they might be in an abusive situation. And so, yeah, they might explode over Star Wars or over He-Man or She-Hulk or the Barbie movie. Though that one, that one is actively sympathetic. So that one, I don't quite get the same way. But the one that's been just frosting me lately is Baldur's Gate 3. And I know it's stupid and I don't, I don't care that much. But it is impossible not to notice that there is no badonk in that game. And as somebody who likes my badonk, you know, there's no badonk in that game. That is a very white bread game in terms of what you are offered. It's like monsters, a guy who's a little bit caramel, Starbucks baristas that do magic. And I'm like, where's the badonk? And am I losing it? No. Some people think I'm pissed off, but I'm joking. But it is just, as one person said, it's safe horny and it's safe edgy. And... I just don't want my horny to be safe. I'm one of those people that when, you know, WAP, that video dropped, I'm like, yeah! You know, when Nicki Minaj's Anaconda dropped, I'm like, yeah! Cardi B, Rihanna, like, you know, even Beyonce trying to dance in, like, ridiculous heels, I'm like, yeah! It's a little dangerous. Like, you feel a tingle, you know? Like, even the stuff Lizzo does, I'm like, yeah! Things are moving there. And I am secure enough to admit that, you know, I like that, you know. And there are some people that are so wound. I, oh God, I saw this with a lot of games journalists. This is why I say, you know, Ken in the Barbie movie would like to be a female games journalist or somebody performs female because there'd be something and this did not happen much at The Escapist. The Escapist was like this relative oasis. There were a few guys there that were wound pretty tight, but there were enough women and like minorities there that you could joke and you could say these things and you didn't feel someone like about to explode because everything was so tamped down like every every urge they had is just so they have no idea how to express it that they're just ready to explode so if anything actually makes them feel anything below the waist they cannot deal and that is not fragility that is contents under pressure. That is like, 
if that guy was allowed to have like the Shang Shua statue on his desk at work, it would probably go a lot better because content's less under pressure, right? And this is true for women as well. Maybe I'll talk about this on Wednesday from the women's point of view because it is a real thing with different triggers. But gender is so pressurized. It used to be that there were a ton of acceptable tropes or, uh, you know, uh, boxes that men could be. You were an acceptable man if, you know, Homer Simpson is allowed to exist. George Clooney is also allowed to exist. You know, Mark Zuckerberg is also allowed to exist. Um, Alice Cooper is also, I'm just pulling shit out of my ass. You know, I love my Tom Holland, you know, you know, I love that. Um, but there, it is narrowing, you know, it, it is narrowing the, the type of guy that is considered acceptable, which is why I thought the Ken's in the Barbie movie was so subtly brilliant because, you know, they were, they were different colors. They were different levels of buff, you know, they clearly came from different ethnic backgrounds. They had slightly different personalities, but it was a very narrow spectrum of what was acceptable because then there was Alan, right? And nobody paid attention to Alan. And instead of broadening the hopeless Byzantine maze with no exit that is the feminine, all the stuff, all the progress we have made hasn't opened up the feminine. Hell no. Hell no. The reason Margot Robbie is perfect to play Barbie is she acts kind of psycho when she's Harley Quinn, but she is still safe. She doesn't have the Barbie boobs. She doesn't have any badonk. You know, she's, she's beautiful. Yeah, she's absolutely beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. But there is no hell yeah there in the depiction of Barbie, right? There, there is nothing that moves enough for people to go, yeah. And that's why I thought she was perfect, you know? Um, and meanwhile, Ken's like ironically hard-bodied, which I thought worked just because the trying too hard metaphor. But we have not, we have not gone away from that outside of the women taking risk in hip hop, you know, or, or the occasional fucking awesome lady like Selena Gomez. Oh my God. Watch only murders in the building. She is smart and she is weird, but, but episode two, this season, there's Badonk. And you're like, oh yeah, she used to be a pop princess. Yeah. She's still hot. She's acting. She's being regular girl, but that's there. And I'm like, yes, so good. You know, there are just some people that have this light about them that makes you just stare. Like Gal Gadot has that. Even though, yeah, everybody, myself included, were like, she's too skinny to be Wonder Woman. But she sold it. And she has that, you know, she, she, she was in the Israeli military. She can murder a dude. She was only a combat instructor, but still. Like, 
She has that confidence of, I can break you in half. And Margot Robbie did not have that in her depiction of Barbie. Even Harley Quinn, you know, is something of a victim. Now, Margot Robbie is an excellent actress. And again, she is beautiful. She just deliberately played Barbie with no actual sexiness. Because beauty and sexiness are not the same. And instead of really going, that is sexy. Like allowing women to be sexy. Pop feminism went, no, we're going to make pretty more and more and more and more artificial and expensive, but you're not allowed to be sexy. No, no, no. You're not allowed to be sexy because then you're a traitor to your gender. We didn't open that up at all. We just closed off viable options for men. And we called that progress. And that's fucking bullshit. So femininity is contents under pressure in one way. The Barbie movie unpacked beautifully. But the Barbie movie also unpacked how masculinity is under pressure through Ryan Gosling's Gosling's fucking amazing stealth performance as Ken. But we see it in the culture wars as well. The fights over She-Hulk are not over She-Hulk. It makes no sense. Don't fight me on it. It's a TV show. You know, there's no Badonk in Baldur's Gate 3. I am not actually that upset. I do not feel attacked by the game. I find it amusing at how cynical the presentation is. You know, somebody was slipping their fetishes into that game, but it is not like a, a wide range of fetishes it's like what no straight men worked on that game you know if they are they're probably pretty insecure because no badonk you know no (laughs) no women with overt lesbian tendencies apparently worked in the game either or they just don't share my taste um but either way you know it's like that black eyed peas song where is the love where is the ass you know, where, where is the overt sexual feminine? It is nowhere. But I'm laughing. I'm not serious. When we get, but, but that's because I, I'm just, I'm like, you know, there's a reason Mary Jest and I say we are Robert and Rosalind Lutes. We just like got offed years ago. And we exist outside the timeline. We bounce around as these quantum beings. We just, you know, don't care that much. And that's an element of Gen X apathy, which I am so glad I have it. Because when you don't have Gen X apathy, you get the contents under pressure. And let's bring it back to masculinity. That was just... Covering my sizable fucking ass against people going, women get it too. Yes, women fucking get it too. This is manly fucking Mondays. Read the thumbnail. So there's this thing. And women always had this thing. But men are new to this thing, relatively. There's no guidance because generations pre-millennials did not have this fucking problem. Men are now in the same boat women are. There's a bunch of things you can't be. 
There's a bunch of wrong ways to boy. There's no right way to boy. Everything's wrong somehow, right? If, if you're, you know, if you're too overtly masculine in any way, you hit predator territory. And yes, it is fucking worse for black and Latino men. I don't deny that at all. But Asian dudes get the opposite thing that we're seeing more and more of in media that they get allened, right? They get ignored because they're seen as not predatory and so less of a man. So there is now no, no even remote, like, Venn diagram success condition for men. There used to be. You know, you look at the action heroes and I mean, the 80s were the beginning of beefcake cinema, right? We had Stallone and Schwarzenegger back then. But if you look at, you know, Harrison Ford in those Indiana Jones movies, back then, Temple of Doom, he had his shirt off a lot. He was fit. It wasn't like stupid, ridiculous dieting. When a guy is, because I, I know what goes into bodybuilding, when a guy is too muscular, all I can think of is the constipation and he can't wipe his own ass. Because that's what goes on with bodybuilders, right? And the fact that they eat like a ridiculous amount of broccoli to dehydrate and everything about it is gross. And I feel so bad for those actors that have to do it. I feel so bad for their partners because, oh my God, like, because it's not just like the broccoli farts. It's you induce a... You, you basically induce, what is it, ketone something. You, sugar starts coming out in your breath. And it's this unique type of bad breath. It's this weird, sickeningly sweet, like rotting corpse smell. There's nothing sexy about what those guys have to go through. I feel bad. I mean, if you go back to that first Daniel Craig, James Bond movie, you see the ingrown hairs on his chest because he clearly didn't shave or wax before that. It's like, brother, you know, I feel for you, man. Why are men being as stupid as women have been all this time? Like, this is not progress. Every time I see a dude with any chest hair now, I'm like, yeah, it's a little less miserable. I don't, I don't know why zero body hair has become this ideal. It's, if you like that, that's cool, but it's very painful. Redheads have very, very thick hair follicles. Yeah, it's, you have to get used to that rip, you know? Um, but so we, we haven't actually improved things. We've just made both genders equally neurotic, but unlike women who have this generation upon generation upon generation like Beyonce's black is king thing like just previous generations have been through it it's not necessarily good advice but at least they understand what you're going through to a degree men have no traditions that way Right, rites of passage have been destroyed. Things that were structure are all in flux. 
you know, they end up with men of older generations who disapprove of everything they do because they don't understand the pressures. They, they don't understand of how, you know, small that needle is men have to thread now. And this is not me making excuses for bad behavior. Bad behavior is bad behavior. I'm just talking about the whole 666 thing, which is bullshit. But, you know, the same way that women are taught that men only want you if you're super skinny and like all these other things, like it's not true, but it's so ingrained, it's so programmed into women that even if you intellectually say it's not true, there's a part of you that still believes it is true. Men are going through the same thing now. The ideals have become so unattainable without a ton of money to throw at, you know, working out and dieting and, yeah, surgery. A lot of, a lot of actors have had plastic surgery. They just don't talk about it. It's not as obvious as, um, as you see with women. But if you look at, you know, the hot, the big male actors, you notice that, you know, the, the jawline's more chiseled, uh, little, little things here and there, there's little subtle work done. That, that isn't just clean living. Um, so yeah, it's, unless that's your full-time job, that is really hard to maintain. Like, unless you're into, like very wealthy and have a ton of time outside of work. If you work long days, you know, at a desk job, even at construction, you, you don't develop the way bodybuilders do. It's just, have I made my point that it's just not attainable? And then, you know, you get into these, you know, shows like the Big Bang Theory and everything like that, that still center men, but... I mean, those guys are such disasters or assholes that do guys really feel good seeing themselves in it, seeing themselves in it. This is what I've discovered. No, you know, those comedic roles don't make men feel included the way they used to because the perception is they're being laughed at, not with. And you compare that to, you know, the classic sitcoms like soap or all in the family or the Jeffersons or Sanford and Son or, you know, even stuff like the Cosby show, not allowed to mention it right now. But, you know, men were seen as flawed, but still, you know, I mean, married with children. <laughs> oh boy. I mean, that show was a parody of sitcoms, but you could never make that show today. And so guys aren't seeing what women see in media. And it's the sort of thing where women have spent so many years just waiting for scraps in terms of inclusion, you know, that we get one plus size Barbie and it's like, yay, victory, you know, instead of, you know, it's the one instead of it being you know, more, more of, more of a, a, a spectrum, right? It's the one, but hey, yay, it's there. You know, it, the bar is so low, what women settle for, 
that you know then you get the occasional one where fandom shits all over somebody because they draw characters from steven universe in a way they think they're pretty and oh my god traded a gender we've got the opposite thing going on comedic inclusion that used to be i mean if if you do literature theater comedies are about the everyman you know the working class guy the homer simpson um the archie bunker uh tragedies are about the nobility because you want to see him fall right and so those kind of everyman movies of the you know everyman things of the 70s it's it it went from like blue collar in the 50s and it started to change in the 60s with new hollywood cinema because then you got like the freshly educated guys with degrees and so you started to get that no we want we want smart things and that's where you get the de niro films the pacino films you know the the scorsese stuff that really deconstructs you know how under pressure masculinity is but then the 80s recession happens and you get movies like ghostbusters which reflected the reality that for the first time guys with phds were having to put on overalls which was blue collar work because that was the first recession where college educated men got laid off it the college degree was a ticket before that and that's when it started to get complicated because there goes the there goes the firm sense of identity you know women have been floundering since mary wollstonecraft back in the day you know jane austen you know where the fuck do we fit when we're not allowed to own property or work or keep our own money you know work after we're married anyway but men this is a fairly new thing i mean this is my lifetime we're talking about and i'm only 45 so i know you think that's old i don't think that's old fuck off um but yeah this and that was gen x that got hit by that and so we were like fuck it fuck it because we had to but the pressure put on millennials is next fucking level because it wasn't the promise of go to college get a good job it wasn't expectation reward it was go to college or else right it it, that wasn't the dream that was the minimum expectation for a lot of people and people who couldn't go to college because there was no money and you know you went to a public school in the u.s in a shitty district well you're fucked you know and that created this pressurization that you see in you know certain types of women's issues but you definitely see it in you know the lost boy phenomenon we used to call it peter pan complex like peter pan syndrome but it's not even peter pan anymore guys don't see themselves as the main character guys are identifying with the douchebags in she hulk and this was like mind-blowing to me right this isn't fragility this is pressure this is shaking up the can right because i'm looking at that 
and going like daredevil's cool you know if i were a guy and i were able to pick it i'd be like i'm daredevil yeah like he's blind but he's cool you know but guys are not seeing themselves in daredevil daredevil is unattainable daredevil is superhero they're not that because the bare minimum to feel like a real man is so high too many guys aren't getting there and so they see themselves in the douchebags and she-hulk you know and i do not think that was the intention and people argue me well men argue me on this but i have worked in these rooms and i i also you know kind of jump between worlds and i know that women even the generalizations that women make about men straight women know well most straight women know all men aren't shit they you know people pay thousands of dollars to get the advice from dating coaches that it's not about the six-figure salary the six-pack abs the six whatever the last six is um six feet tall or the other thing um youtube demonetizes you if you talk about that kind of stuff but uh women don't really care about that the shallow ones yes but most women don't care they just want a guy who's not an asshole and who won't get won't run for cover and explode when the slightest thing about feelings comes up you know unfortunately that's the hardest thing for a lot of men to be right now because it is just so there's been the upward pressure of expectations and there's been the downward pressure of not good enough not good enough you're never like I, that's what i'm seeing that's what i'm seeing that's why guys related to douchebag number 43 on she-hulk instead of daredevil or bruce banner and you know <laughs> bruce banner is not captain america bruce banner had a accident in a lab you know like is it as bruce banner he's not ripped like i don't get i see myself in bruce banner like i am you dude um but guys aren't guys don't see themselves as heroes because the expectation that was set for them was not within their control was not within their power to meet it was all set based on external factors they could not control and that that's going to make anybody feel like a failure you know it's it's the same way that girls for many years were trained that uh you know your worth i got some of this uh, as a kid your worth is primarily about whether boys like you boys didn't really like me so you know i got this self-image that was you're this kind of lumpy pale potato with this bright thing on your head and you're gonna be an honorary guy and people are not gonna see you as a girl 
And then I got a job in TV where I was like, like super feminine for a part. And it was weird. And I think that's my, my point of relation here is that that never felt like me. Like, yes, the pictures out there. Yes, it was me, but it's not me. If that makes any sense, it's not, that's not the standard I want to have to be judged by every day. And that's fair. And I do think men are not a different species. So guys don't want to have to be a superhero every fucking day. And the thing that's so fucked up about that is the whole point of secret identities. The whole point, like, Thor having Donald Blake and Spider-Man Peter Parker and like they all had secret because no they were just a regular dude sometimes and that whole wish fulfillment of you know Lois Lane falling for Clark Kent not just Superman and Mary Jane falling for Peter Parker not just Spider-Man like that's what that was about and I saw in She-Hulk you know, Daredevil's blind and the whole thing with Jen was guys liked her for She-Hulk. He liked her for Jen because he's blind. He was more interested in the sound of her heartbeat than, you know, the green, tall, buff chick, you know. He didn't care that she was mousy. He liked her for her. That's what I saw. But that's not what guys saw. And this is how dissonant the coding has been, you know, the fact that Joe Rogan is going, yeah, the Barbie movie was funny and Bill Maher is losing his fucking shit. Like when, when you're more reactive than Joe Rogan, you've lost the plot, you know, but I can see why Joe Rogan would see more of his self in Ken than Bill Maher did because Bill Maher is one of those old school, like the right connections and, you know, went to the right schools. And I mean, Bill Maher talk about a poster boy for privilege in a way with the Joe Rogan, Joe Rogan got very, very lucky, but Joe Rogan did not come up in that rarefied era the way Bill Maher did. And so Bill Maher doesn't see the advantages he had. Joe Rogan is more like, yeah, it's funny. It's a dull movie, but, you know. But, you know, Joe Rogan exceeded the expectations people probably had for him. Bill Maher's the least successful guy in his peer group in college you know he went he went to school with guys like what's this jeff zucker and nbc like he had some connected people and he kept fucking up and getting fired conan o'brien's the same way like those dudes very connected blew a ton of opportunities their more powerful friends bailed them out they blew that too and they just got more and more wah, 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 you know and people who know the run-ins, you know, the stuff I've worked out of the Conan, I'll, I'll save that for another day. But I mean, you see the particular pressurized environment there, right? And that's when we get the weird 
um, the weird explosions. But again, that's not fragility. That's contents under pressure. Now, why is this important? Because if we diagnose the problem wrong, incorrectly, we don't solve for the correct problem. And that makes the problem worse instead of ameliorating it. And I really think that because we keep getting the problem wrong, we keep misdiagnosing the problem through feminist thought, you know, because for people who haven't watched this channel very long, I was in the same women's studies program as Anita Sarkeesian, but I moved into a job in television, tested everything I learned in that program, and it was all fucking wrong. None of it survived under real world conditions. And so I went, well, fuck, what does work? Badonk. <laughs> women with badonk, like women, like we had dancing girls on the show. And when I started on the show, it was all uh, skinny white girls. And I was like, what's the point in six skinny white girls? You know, we want variety. We want the spice girls, right? They're all different. And so I added badonk. You know, and the biggest pig guys I knew, because I get along great with guys who may not be great to some women who they see as women. And they're like, this is amazing. Why do they all have to look alike? I'm like, exactly. Why do they have to look alike? It's like, that's good there. and That's good there. And that's when I learned that guys look for women. Guys look for reasons to opt a woman in. Whereas women are taught that guys look for every reason to opt out. And only the assholes do that. But we need to talk to each other to realize this. And all these things, the manosphere, you know, pop feminism, they discourage conversing with the other. Because if you talk to different groups of people, you see certain common drivers, you see certain commonalities. There are universals. People want the hope, not, not guaranteed acceptance and validation, but they want a fair chance. And I think a lot of guys perceive that they don't have a chance. And I mean, you got to try anyway. I know that feeling. You got to try anyway, but it builds up and builds up and builds up so that you end up just losing it over dumb shit. And that's why every time I start feeling the Baldur's Gate 3 thing, like why do they all look like Starbucks baristas in a fantasy setting? I find the joke. I find the tangible details. Like, you know, so I'll come in and go, but donk and that and tell jokes. And so I'm not mad. I'm having fun. I tell everybody, I'm going to either have fun with you I'm going to have fun at the expense of something, but you don't get to tell me I don't have fun in things that are fun. And that's something people get wrong with me a lot and they think I'm angry when I'm not. But again, that is their pressurized environment, having them project that onto me. And I am Rosalind Lutes. I am beyond that. I see it's all sophistry. What do you guys think? I'm interested in your feedback with this help support this channel become a monthly patron patreon.com slash leanna k 
buy a one-time Leanna K session for someone who can use it but can't afford it. The need is there. Clappy.com slash Leanna K. Or the men's network so we can get together and talk about stuff like this and have dialogue, have conversations, really see if there are shared experience or people can add to it, you know, add their own little spin, feel seen and heard and, you know, validated for the things you do good, right? I, I really think this is the way like the Mandalorian. Thanks for watching Manly Mondays.